pastor of a small church in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. It's called Ashes to Life. And um, I'm also author of a, a new book called Into the Light, Healing Sexuality in Today's Church, published by Seedbed. In this book, I lay out a theology of sexuality that begins in the Garden of Eden. And I uh, talk about how we are wired as sexual beings, how God has created us. One day I was counseling a lady who had been sexually abused many, many years before. Um, she was in her late 30s and she began to cry, just burst into tears and she said, I don't understand why this still hurts. Why does it still hurt? I was just a little girl when that man touched me and all he did was touch me there. That's all he did. What I explained to her was that he didn't just touch a little girl. He touched her in the closest outward connection to the deepest part of her being. What do I mean by that? You know, growing up in high school, I went to high school back in probably the Stone Age, uh, but when they talked about reproduction, it was, hey, you're mammals, you're, we're, we are mammals, we're just like animals, and it's, this is how it happens, this is how to, to um, engage in sexual activity in a safe way. And I guess now they talk more about relationships, but, but genitals, in the way we were trained, it's simply a matter of, of body parts. And that's not a biblical way of viewing uh, how we are made. In the Hebrew understanding, you weren't a collection of body parts. Uh, your body was you. In fact, in the Hebrew language, uh, Ken Blue says that there is no Hebrew word for body because you are your body in the Hebrew view. It was the Greek, uh, it was the Greek culture which introduced the idea that your body is separate from a soul and that your body is just a, a shell for your soul. But not so in the Hebrew understanding. And so when someone touches us on the genitals, they're not just touching a body part, they're touching the closest outward connection to the deepest part of our being. I believe that that may be why God chose circumcision as a sign of the covenant. In ancient times, when covenants were cut, there was an actual cutting, a scar that would remind someone uh, of the promise that they had made. And so in the, God's covenant with Abraham, he chose circumcision to be the scar. I think we could rightly ask, if it has to be a scar, why there? Why not a little scar on the arm or a little Star of David kind of a scar on the forehead? Uh, why not something more visible? And I believe he chose circumcision because that very principle I've said, that the closest outward connection, our genitals are the closest outward connection to the deepest part of our being. To be any more personal, to be any more personal, God would have to put the scar on the heart, which is what Paul talks about in circumcision of the heart. I live in a small town, Beaver Falls. There's a Christian college there, and pastors have the privilege of checking out books. So when I was doing research on sex and, and um, uh, developing a theology of sexuality, 
I borrowed five books a week. That was the limit. And I just kind of wonder if the librarians were thinking, ah, here he comes again, call security. But one thing I noticed in checking out those books, the secular books, Masters and Johnson, etc., cetera, um, they would say, well, if you want more zing in your sex life, uh, try a different position, try, um, uh, try this technique, and if that doesn't work, then work on your relationship. When your relationship is good, sex gets better. And in the Christian books, the theme was much the same. They would say, um, you know, God has created sex. Sex for Christians can be every bit as good, probably better than for non-Christians. And so if, you, if sex isn't going so well, try this technique, try this position. Oh, and you know what? you might even try working on the relationship. That was an eye-opener for me because I believe God did not create us as sexual beings and then give us relationships to help us be sexually fulfilled. He gave us, uh, he, he created us to be relational beings and he gave us sexuality as one tool in the toolbox to create greater intimacy with another human being. What our culture is buying into and what the church is buying into is that sexual fulfillment, that's the great thing. And so relationships or whatever you need to be sexually fulfilled, that's, you have a right to sexual fulfillment. But that's not the message of the scripture. We are relational beings, that's our deepest need. That's how God's created us. And he's created sexual intimacy as a way of of helping us to be relationally fulfilled. One very popular book that uh, has been around for a number of years, The Five Love Languages, was written by Gary Chapman. In that book, he says that if you want to express love to your spouse or to anyone really, you'll probably use one of five ways. Uh, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, giving and receiving gifts, and words of affirmation. He says that those are the five languages, the five ways that we express love to another person. And um, what I've concluded is that when we fall in love, uh, we are speaking all five of those languages. Chapman says that there are a number of chemicals flowing through our brains when we're falling in love with someone. Um, I think norepinephrine and endorphins uh, give us those wonderful feelings when we're falling in love. And so we begin to speak all five languages. After two, three, sometimes four years, uh, those chemicals are no longer flowing through our brains. And we go back to our normal selves. We go back to our one primary love language and that's what we begin to speak. And so uh, we begin to think, and our spouse begins to think, something has happened, things are different, we're not in love anymore. But actually what is happening is true love is, is uh, taking place. Love is no longer blind, you see your spouse and he or she sees you as you really are. And you agree that you're going to stay together for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. 
God's design is a good design. And we will experience deeper relationships with our spouse as we follow his design and not make sexual fulfillment the, the end all and be all, but to make the relationship what we're really seeking after. <laughs>